Hey everyone. I'm Katie. I'm Sydney. And this is Something Sick. Wow, welcome back to our second episode. We're very excited. Heck yeah. Keeping it rolling. We are. It's definitely going to be a different vibe than Waverly. This is our New Year's resolution to do this podcast and to not give up on it. We are not going to give up. back with week two. This is our dream. Yeah. We're doing a podcast instead of YouTube so that we don't have to look at ourselves. (laughs) We look really gross right now. I have sweatpants that have like holes in them. I think you are too. Actually. Mine have holes in them. Yeah, we're mine are the ones that I cut the hole in accidentally. <laughs> it's sweatshirts and our hair. Yeah. Kristen, my sister is here, keeps taking pictures of us and we look so <laughs> nasty. <laughs> we did ask her to take pictures of us, to be yes. fair. We just don't like how we look today. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay because all that matters is that we sound okay. Yes. So, yeah. So, what are you going to tell me about today? So today, we're going to talk about Madeline McCann, which is, oof. Yeah. It's a, it's a big one. I don't know what I think happened. I don't know either. I definitely think after doing like deeper research into it that my opinion has changed a little bit, but it's definitely still like one of those that I'm just like, eh. It's confusing. Yeah. There's like a bunch of different sides to the argument. There are, which is like why unsolved cases are so fascinating but it's also so frustrating frustrating. yes yeah especially when it's a kid it's a kid it's so sad it's so sad and the whole all the details of what you will talk about i don't know Mm -hmm. everything about it is just like oh she was just a sweet little girl like sleeping with her siblings in the same room anyways yeah tell me about it so now, to tell you all about this terrible, awful case, we're talking about the disappearance of Madeline McCann, and it is so widely covered, and I have a lot of sources that I can put into like the show notes or whatever, um, but I'll name a few of them. Um, I watched a documentary, I read articles by The Guardian and The Independent, and then I watched a couple YouTube videos of like YouTubers who make like true crime cases, um, so Georgia Marie... Um, and also Tom Harlock, our king. <laughs> he has a very strong opinion on he this. He does have a very strong opinion. Which and I don't it's know if it's the right like, opinion, but yeah, it's an but opinion. it's a very funny take. Love it. Yeah. Um, and then also the Crime Junkie episode. Um, so first to start with some background. So in May of 2007, the McCann family left their home in Leicester, I believe that's how you say it, England, for a vacation at Ocean Club Resort in Pride Luge, Portugal. And the family consists of Kate and Jerry McCann, who are the parents, and they're both doctors. And then they have three children. There's two-year-old twins, Sean and Amelie. (laughs) And then there is three-year-old Madeline. She was days away from turning four. I know. So um, some background on Maddie. She had like shoulder length blonde hair and she had like really distinctive eyes. So her eyes are like blue green, but her right eye had like a strip of like brown in it. Mm-hmm. And there's like one picture that everyone like posts of her that like you she can really see. pink in that picture? Yes. I don't know. I just she have wears like, pink in a lot of pictures. Yeah, I just have like, I just feel like I see but yeah. a certain photo in my head. She's such a precious little girl. Um, so the family went on this vacation to Pride Luge with a group of friends and there were nine total adults and eight children. And so it was like a friend vacation, which I feel like no one really talks about. Yeah. I don't know. Like everyone knows they're like with friends, but, but were they staying in the same? Yes. So, so there were kids in other rooms in the yes. same building. So I always assumed cause they're, they ate dinner every night with their friends. Yeah. I always assumed that it was like friends they made on the vacation Mm-hmm. but it's actually like a group of people they all I went think, together i think i thought it was people they went together but i didn't know they were sharing the same were they all in like the same like condo thing yes so uh, some of them i think not i'm not like places. positive but it was like they're in the same resort and i think one of them was in the apartment like right above them uh, like one was like an apartment like a couple doors down i think well they probably so locked like, their doors pretty close so we'll get into yeah. their own they're all security measures and all those yeah. good things 
Um, so this is a week long vacation. And on the sixth day of their vacation, which is May 3rd. Were they leaving the next day? I'm assuming. That's so everyone says it's a week long. I know. So Kate and Jerry put the children to bed at 7 p.m. Maddie was in a long sleeve white and pink pajama set. And the parents share a bottle of wine. And at 835, they leave for dinner at their resort tapas restaurant with their friends who everyone calls the tapas seven, which. Yes, I've heard that, I think. Oh, okay. I was like doing the math in my head. I was like, there's nine adults wise at the top of seven, but I guess Kate and Jerry like aren't included in that because the friends are the seven. (laughs) I think it's like- We're a group, but not you people whose daughter is missing. I think it's like the police referred to them. I think the police gave them that nickname. So by 10 p.m. that night, Madeline was missing. So what time they left at like eight something? Yes. So they went to dinner at 8.35. Okay. And before I jump into like the whole timeline, because I'm going to give you the whole timeline, um, I'm just going to give you some information about like the setup of the apartment. Okay. Also, in like Spain and Portugal, 830 is a normal dinner time because when I went to Spain, you eat dinner really late. Okay. So like it's not like a crate, like it makes sense if somebody were to kidnap someone, they would know that like 830 is like a dinner time. Oh, and I'll get into like, that that's too. Normal. I just want you to know. Yeah. 830 is like a normal dinner yeah. time. So the Ocean Club sits in like this little touristy village. It's like super popular, especially for like British tourists. And the McCann's apartment was apartment 5A and it's a ground floor apartment. And it had a patio door as well as a front door. Um, so Maddie slept in the bedroom that was closest to the front door with her siblings. And their apartment was like a corner apartment i think i've seen a picture i mean i watched some i watched the netflix thing about mm -hmm. it or something yeah so basically the front door to netflix (laughs) so the front door is like closer to the street her bed is on the left of the doorway and then the apartment was less than 100 yards from the tapas restaurant and the patio door was facing the restaurant okay but the pool was in between so it's not like you could walk straight there like you had to go around the whole pool and stuff were her siblings in the same bed? The siblings were in cribs. So Their there were two cribs? beds in the room, but then they brought cribs or they like had cribs or something. Yeah. So there were like two beds and then the cribs were in between the two beds and Did they all was have in their... the left bed. So she was in one of the two beds that were provided mm-hmm. and the babies were in cribs. Yes. Okay. Yep. But were they all next to each other? So, I mean, yeah, like it's a okay. small, it's not a big room. Like it's a, like if it was a hotel room set up the cribs were in that tiny little spot between the two beds kind of like that yeah and then like you had to walk in and like look to the left to see maddie's bed okay so the apartment was accessible from the public street as well as the patio doors but the biggest part of information that's really crucial is that they left the patio doors unlocked so basically, the, I hate that so much. I hate it so much too. The McCanns were worried that because the their kids' room was right next to the front door, they didn't want to like wake the kids up by like unlocking the front door, coming in, un- and then locking it back after they left. And so that's, in my opinion, such a stupid excuse. Yeah. I'd rather wake up my kid. So and then the patio door could only be locked from the inside. So they couldn't like leave through that door and lock it from the outside. Let me be clear. I feel bad for them, but that's such a dumb reason to not lock a door. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm just so paranoid about locking our own door that I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even. It's just something I I can't understand. And it's like one of those things. It's not even like, there's so many old cases that it's like, it's a different time, but this was like 2007. Yeah, that's not that long ago. And they're in a foreign country. Yeah. Lock every... PSA for every other person going on vacation ever, lock your doors. Lock your doors anywhere. Don't I don't leave care your where kid you are. Alone. You're both all of your kids alone in a room when you're not there probably. Yeah. And just, lock your door. Yeah. Just lock your doors. Learn from other people's mistakes. Yes. Goodness. Um, and the other thing about the patio door was it was kind of visible from where they sat at the restaurant, but like really only the top of the patio door was visible not really the whole thing yeah so it's like they kind of had an eye line to the apartment and how much were they actually watching that door yeah. you can't have it you're not sitting there just staring at exactly the door the like you're, not, you're enjoying the time with your friends which is understandable but yeah. i think so much i hear about like there being an eye line to the apartment and it like not wasn't true. great and also there's a whole nother side to the apartment that they couldn't see yeah so so now we're gonna get into the timeline of the disappearance okay and with this 
the stories don't all totally match up what I found, but also they're in Portugal. So they're giving their stories, like all of the witness stories in English, they're getting translated to Portuguese and then translated back to English. So that's kind of confusing. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. And then also you have to take into account that the parents were drinking. And I'm not saying that they're absolutely hammered because like... But you're not always looking at your watch. Exactly. About what time it is. Like when you're having a good time with your friends. I'm never, yeah. unless I have to be somewhere, I'm not looking at my phone. Yeah. And one of the, one of the top of seven, like I read part of his like actual interview with the police and they asked him and he was like, I didn't feel like I was tipsy or anything, mm-hmm. but I mean, they, I'm sure were sharing drinks and having drinks. I mean, the McCann's shared a bottle of wine before they even went to dinner. Yeah. They pre-gamed. Yeah. Which is fine. Totally not a big deal, but yeah. it definitely does affect your recollection at least a little bit. Oh, yeah. And in a stressful situation, like you're not going to remember every single detail. You're not going to remember what time everything was happening. Exactly. So we're getting into the timeline. So like I said, at 835, Kate and Jerry leave for dinner with their friends. And they had like developed their own systems. Everyone kind of had their own system for how they checked on their kids. Like one family had baby monitors at their table. And then most of the others chose to like check on their kids every 30 minutes. Um, So... There's a witness story, and I'm not quite sure, it's not clear to me whether this story is from, like, Kate and Jerry or if it's someone else overheard. But on the morning of May 3rd, Maddie at breakfast asked her parents why they weren't there when she and Sean woke up crying. That's so sad. I know. And so, like, some sources said that that's kind of why they decided to, like, do this rolling check system. But also, I it looks like they did that every night. So I don't think that's why they decided, but it's just, like... So maybe you shouldn't have left your kids. And the thing that gets me about the 30 minutes thing is like, what if your kid does wake up when you close the patio door yeah. and then you're gone for another 30 minutes and they're like yeah. crying and waiting for you and like, yeah, I don't also, know, that's again, like a long amount of time for a kid to be awake alone. When you're drinking, you don't actually pay attention to when it's been exactly 30 minutes. Like, I don't think they had a timer going off every 30 minutes. Yeah. And like to their credit, they were at least kind of checking close to every 30 minutes. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's just not the best child care system. Like a babysitter can't do that. Exactly. I can't put a kid in a room and then leave for 30 minutes, like leave the house for 30 minutes and then come back and be like, you good? <laughs> yeah, very valid. Um, and also not to harp on the parents, but the we ocean can harp club. on them a little bit. A little bit. Okay. So the ocean club offered a kid's club. That would take yeah. care of them like at dinner time. It's not even like it was only a daytime thing. Yeah. Because there are other parents like picking up their kids yeah. after dinner. Yeah. So I don't fully understand. Like, I guess they probably wanted their kids to like sleep in their own beds or whatever, but it's not safe. Just, just leave them in the kids' club. Just leave them with the kids' club. It's fine. Yeah. Like, this is not the first time a child has ever gone missing. Yeah. It's not like it's hundreds of years before and kids have never gone missing before like things like this do happen yeah so 8 35 is when they went to dinner at 9 05 so 30 30 minutes minutes. later jerry gets up to go check on the children and the bedroom door like to the children's bedroom is slightly ajar and he says that he left it cracked but he like doesn't think anything of it in the moment he checks on the children and they're all sleeping soundly in their beds he like pulls the door again like cracks it just a little bit uses the bathroom and then leaves and They talk a lot about the door position, but I don't totally get it. Like I like what do they talk about? Like about, oh, it was cracked or it was like more open. Like it was at a 45 degree angle when I went at this time. And I don't don't remember that. That's what I'm saying. Like and I'm like, maybe I don't understand because I'm not a parent. And I'm like, I know that when I was a kid, like I wanted my door open or like I I didn't like kids are really specific about how when I babysat before kids are very specific about if my if I like close the door, they're like, that's too much. Yeah. And I'm like, so oh, I'm like, I'm sorry. maybe that's like why they're so like in tune with it. But like when I leave my house, I don't like remember. Yeah. I don't remember if I closed my bedroom door at all, let yeah. alone like, oh, it was at this angle. Like, yeah. But Weird. once again, it could be that like maybe Maddie liked to have the door cracked and not yeah. open. So like, but I just think it's interesting. Yeah. And also, I think it's interesting they talk so much about it when different people do different 
checks at different times. So like Jerry yeah, does the first check. Know. Like I don't they, walk I wouldn't walk back to my friends and be like, okay, the door was like this. Yeah, exactly. And the next person goes so, and like and I was like this. I don't know. So Jerry leaves on his walk back to the restaurant. He crosses paths with another tourist named Jerry and Mimi Wilkins and the two talk for a few minutes. They like know each other kind of. And at 9.15, Jane Tanner, who's one of the top of seven, is walking back to check on her own children. And she sees Jerry and Jeremy talking, but they don't see her, which like people say is weird because like the street is really narrow. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if people think it's weird because like maybe they just didn't see her. I don't know if they're like implying that she wasn't there or like what but people are always like that's weird and i don't get why they think it's weird yeah but she also sees a man cross quickly on the street in front of her and he's walking away from the complex and he's holding a young barefoot girl in pink pajamas and she's like limp in his arms and she doesn't really think anything of it she checks on her own children and returns to the table and i'll get back to that sighting later okay so i've heard that one yes so at 9.30, so about 30 minutes after Jerry went, Kate decides she wants to check on her children, but Matthew Oldfield, who's another one of the top of seven, was getting up to check on his own kids who are in the apartment right next door. And so he's like, I'll check on your kids too. And she's like, okay, cool. I'd be like, I'm coming with you. Yeah. I want to see my own kids. But say they are crying and like want their he mom. can't comfort them. Yeah. I mean, he can. It's just weird. <laughs> like, he's, you're not my parent. I'm not. Like, you're not comforting If Maddie me. woke up and he's in there, she's just going to be like, get my mom. Like, yeah, like, like, where's my mom or my dad? Yeah. Like, um, so he notices the children's door is ajar, which once again, I don't get that. You didn't know that it was supposed to be closed, but okay. Yeah. Um, and I he, mean, maybe... Like maybe, I'm, and I'm and sure like it's maybe like, this is because in like police questioning they exactly. might have asked like how the door is and he yeah. like just and I'm said sure what like in retrospect like. like maybe he remembered it or whatever. Yeah. But he sees the twins are still sleeping soundly in their crib, but because Maddie's bed is like closest to the door, like to the left of the door, he cannot see her without opening the door more. Open the door more, and he doesn't. So man, he can't confirm whether or not gone. she was there. He also cannot say if the window was open or not. He did not look to see if the window was open or not. Um, for the most part, it sounds like he kind of just like stood in the doorway and like listened and like saw the twins and was like, cool. We're good. So he goes back to the table. 10 p.m. Kate finally goes to check on her own children. She's like, I'm going to do it this time. Um, so she gets into the apartment. She walks up to the children's door and she starts to grab the handle to the bedroom door. Some people say she was like just going to close it without looking. And some people say she was like grabbing it to like open it more. I don't know. As she grabs the handle, the door like slams shut. Because of the window. Because of the window. So she like. I would assume she's going to open the door more to that's check what on I her think. kids. Anyway. If so she has a heart, she's going to look at I'm her children. I'm assuming too. So she finds that the window in the room is open and Maddie is missing. And her bed, like her blanket is folded like neatly at the head of her bed. Mm. And her cuddle cat is still on the bed. But Maddie is nowhere to be found in the apartment. Kate checks the apartment before running away from the apartment back to the restaurant. No. Leaving her babies. And start screaming. So she leaves the babies and runs to the restaurant yelling that Maddie is gone and saying, and I quote, they've taken her. Like, who are you talking about? Yeah. And I just. That would not be what I would say. I would say she's missing. Yeah. And I understand that she checked the apartment. Like, if Maddie's not there, clearly, like, if she checked the apartment, there's no intruder still in there. Like, I get that she has clearly seen that. Yeah. But, like, your babies are still there. And I understand it's, like, panic. I can't imagine what she's going through. Yeah. But it's very strange. I would have opened the door and just heard screaming the front door. Because if yeah. they could really see. And that's the thing. It's I'd closed. Open it and start screaming. Like, I'm sure that they would have heard. Yeah. Somebody would have heard and, like, gone inside and been like, does anyone know this lady that's screaming? Yeah. If they were inside. I don't know where they were sitting. Were they outside? They were outside. They would have heard her. Yes. I'll get to that. So or pick up the babies and go. So at 1015, police are called from the reception desk at the resort and they implement the resort implements their protocol, which includes at least 20 untrained people searching the apartment and <sighs> 60 people are searching the entire complex, which is cool. Search the complex all you want, but stay out of the apartment, please. Um, and the resort obviously <laughs> wants to protect their own butts. They're really pushing the idea that Maddie wandered off or something. Yeah. So finally, 
They got called at 10.15. Police arrive at 11.10. And it's two officers. As far as I can tell, they're not detectives. It's just like How close just officers. is the closest police department? Do you know? I have no idea, but it definitely. It can't be that far. It's a small town. It can't be an hour away. It's a small town. It was not an hour away. Somebody has to be on patrol. So yeah, the police arrive an hour later. Maddie's been missing over an hour at this point. And um, basically, here's what they find. There's no sign of forced entry to the apartment, but obviously the, the patio door was, door was open. Yeah. Um, the window had been closed and had like a latch lock, but Kate and Jerry can't say whether or not they locked it when they got to the apartment for vacation. Okay. They had like random cleaners and stuff in before that, and they don't know whether they yeah. locked it or like, there's no way to say whether it was locked or not. No. So they don't know, but the security shutter was down when they left. So like when the McCann's left, the window was closed and the security shutter was down, but they can't say whether it was locked. Okay. And I don't really know what a security shutter is. I don't know to say. I don't know what that means. I should have looked it up. I didn't. That's fine. <laughs> it, I, I mean, I think it's just like kind of a normal shutter. It's probably just an additional. It's, I think it's a normal shutter, but it comes yeah. down okay. as far as I can tell. Well, we don't know anything. Because, so. When police arrived, the security shutter was open like six inches. So I do think it's like something that comes down over the window. Okay. But I mean, six inches isn't wide enough for someone to enter through the window. Not even a child can fit through that. It's more likely to me that someone would have just walked in the open door. Why would you not? Yeah. Um, Why would you not? So at 2 a.m., sniffer dogs arrive at 3 a.m., Five hours later, tape is placed around the door to the bedroom, but police aren't really guarding the area. The rest of the... They've already been in there. Yeah. The rest of the apartment is not taped off until May 4th. So the afternoon of May 4th. So like nothing's taped off till the next day. Almost 24 hours later. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's just go over all of the police mistakes that are probably contributing to this case being unsolved. That's just the start. Um, first of all, first of all, they do not get a description of Maddie for several hours. You would think you need a description of the person that's missing. We have twenty four hours to in most child abduction cases. And also, like that's mad. I'm sure that Kate and Jerry have plenty of photos. Yeah, like just ask the parents for a picture. Um, there were no roadblocks put into place until ten a.m. So twelve hours after Maddie disappeared. Helpful. That's yep. helpful. Um, they didn't request any footage of vehicles leaving the resort that night. It took five days for Interpol to place a global missing persons report. The crime scene was not secured whatsoever, clearly. Um, there's literal footage of police dusting for DNA without wearing gloves. That's disgusting. Yep. Um, and then CSI went in after like 20 plus people had been in the apartment. So that's great. So after... The apartment was like kept closed basically for a month. It was rented out again to a different family who stayed there for about a month. Um, And then it was secured again for more investigations. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds like poor planning. Definitely. Back to the not having a photo of her. I bet the family was taking pictures that whole week. Oh, they were. Yeah. There's a there's a really sad picture of of the day of probably at the pool. It's really sad. Um. But yeah, that angers me. So there are some things about the police that, first of all, it's a smaller town. They definitely aren't equipped to handle this. Yeah. Um, But also Portuguese police, like their policy is they keep a lot more things private, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure was very frustrating for Kate and Jerry because they're used to. to, Yeah, yeah. that's not what they're used to. But it is normal in Portugal for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. and they also, like, I think have a lot more hoops that they have to jump through before, like, acting on things, whereas, like, British police don't yeah. or whatever. But also, if those weren't detectives on the scene, they don't know what they're doing. Yes. And I think I saw somewhere, too, that, like, most of the people investigating it were, like, people that usually looked into, like, drugs or something. So it's, like, they definitely, I don't Useful, think, you know? had, like, dedicated people for stuff like this. Yeah. I mean... Hopefully at a a small resort town, you're not having child abductions. Exactly. Like consistently throughout the year. Yeah. Which I know is probably part of the theories and stuff. So like I know some theories, but. All right. Makes sense. Yeah. Unfortunately, makes sense that all of those mistakes were made. I can't believe they let a family stay. I can't believe a family wanted to stay in there. Yeah. 
I would have heard about that. And like, like, give me a different room. You get a call and you're like, hey, I know that you booked this apartment, but like this girl went missing. I'd be like, I don't want it. No. I do you have another room? Actually, I don't want to come to your resort. Yeah, not now. <laughs> like, I'm good. No. But yeah, they they stayed. I didn't give them a refund. They just had to do it. <laughs> but that poor family. Whew. And the idea that they secured it afterwards, they were like, "Oh, just kidding. We do need it." And After it's like, "Okay, DNA the whole thing's been for tainted." For a month. Yeah. So, that's all of the background. Now, I'm going to get into the theories Can and I, I ask yeah. something. No, you're good. Cuz we watched the Netflix Madeline McCann thing. And they brought in cadaver dogs. Yes. Are you going to talk about that? Yes. Okay. Would Can I ask really quickly if that was before or after that family stayed? After. After? Mm-hmm. Still gross, which is also gross that family stayed in there. Yes. After what they found. Anyway, you'll tell about it. Yes. But okay. <laughs> yep. Absolutely crazy. So the first theory was that Maddie could have wandered off and gotten in some sort of accident. First of all. You'd find her. Yes. <laughs> you would find her. In a month, you would have found her. Um, I don't find it likely that she would have like gone anywhere without cuddle cat because no. I know when I was she wouldn't a kid, have pulled her blanket either. Yeah. Like I wouldn't walk across the hall to my mom's room without like my blanket. So I can't your imagine this so close to your mom. Literally room. it's right across the hall. So I can't imagine being in like an apartment that's not yours yeah, and no. going somewhere like even like going to look for your parents without. Yeah, also she was like asking her parents like where were you when we were crying like she's clearly not walking around to find them when they were crying exactly and like if you were you would bring your comfort item with you yeah no so um also if she was like wandering out she wouldn't have closed the patio door behind her no like a three-year-old is not gonna close the patio door she can't open a window exactly so it it definitely makes no sense for obvious reasons this theory was rolled out pretty fast by police good job for them on that one they at least got that yeah snaps um so the most common theory is that maddie was taken and we'll get into some of the suspects in a moment but first i have to mention two separate sightings that could have been linked to maddie's disappearance so first we're going back to the jane tanner sighting at 9 15 when she saw the man carrying the girl walking away from the apartment complex um so just to reiterate, he's holding a young barefoot girl in pink pajamas. Um, Jane Tanner said that the man was Mediterranean with dark hair. He was in his mid-30s and was wearing beige pants and a dark jacket. And Really good memory for someone that was drinking. Yeah. I mean, I'm impressed if that's true. Yeah. Um, I already think, like, when I heard this, like, obviously you think it's connected, but I was thinking about it in terms of the timeline and it would be really bold for someone to take a child. Jerry just left. Yeah, he was ripe. It would be pretty bold to take a child out of the apartment immediately after the dad left. Yeah, but he could have been in there when the dad was there hiding. Yeah. But also, like, that's really bold to leave. Like, what if Jerry forgot something and turned... Yeah. Like, I just think it's... Like, I think you would wait a couple more minutes. Yeah. Maybe but- he was afraid that, like, if he did forget something... He would need to be moving fast mm-hmm. because he could have found him when he was looking for something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you'd think that. Also, men don't think things through all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially criminals. You, yes, this is true. But. Yeah, anyway. Six years it later. It is a weird, it is a weird timing thing, like you said. It is a very weird timing thing. And six years later, um, this man is ruled out. Okay. He was a parent who had just picked his kid up from the kids club. You know, kids like to wear pink pajamas. Yeah. So. And it just like happened to be the worst possible timing. Poor guy. Um, but it has officially been cleared. Like the man came forward. They've like checked it all out. It's all good. So this man was not related to Maddie's disappearance. But there was a second sighting that night. And this sighting was from a man named Martin Smith. So around when Kate discovered Maddie missing, so like at 10 p.m., mm-hmm. Martin Smith was leaving a restaurant, which wasn't the Tapas restaurant. It's a different restaurant. And he saw a white man with dark hair carrying a young blonde girl wearing pinkish pajamas, which would match up with Maddie. And he thought that what the time man- again? Sorry? 10. 10, okay. So when Kate like, yeah, discovered. Okay, okay. Yeah. And he thought that the guy like looked awkward and the way that he was carrying the kid, like like yeah. he wasn't used to carrying a kid. Yeah. Um, and the police believed that this was connected, but they have not found anything related to this. Weird. His, like, if it was a parent picking up his kid, they haven't they come know. forward. They don't know. So it could be connected. It could be completely unrelated. So yeah. I would that one. I would go as far to say that that's probably connected. Yeah. I would probably guess that one's connected. Same. 
So in terms of someone taking Maddie, it's very likely that someone with bad intentions could have known the children were alone in the unlocked apartment. I just want to go over some more of this, of their routine. They do that every night, right? Yes. They had a standing reservation at the tapas restaurant for 8.30 p.m. every single night. And this is night six. So if someone's watching them, they know that's their routine. Yeah. And they know that they're probably not there for much longer. Exactly. And not only that, but in order, like the families wanted a specific table that Mm -hmm. had the eye line to their patios. So to do that, they told the restaurant that their children were asleep alone in the apartments. That is so And it was written down in the reservation book that was open. Hmm. Anyone can see that. Anyone could see it. And also, not only that, not only is it open, it also includes their apartment numbers. It blows my mind that people can live their lives like that, like share that much information in public because I get so paranoid about anything. And just like how my brain works is not how any of these people's brains working. So that I just like, I definitely think that someone could have been watching or even just like you could freaking walk by that and see children sleeping alone in apartment 5A. Ah, cool. Yes. I'm going to go. Oh, it's and they're at what table? Oh, that that table that has everyone there. Cool. Yeah. And let me just watch them for a couple days and see like when they get up and go. Okay. Now I'm going to go. Like, oh, every 30 minutes they just got back. I'm good. Yeah. Now I can go. Yeah. So it's absolutely crazy. That makes me want to bang my head against the wall. (laughs) Yeah, same. (laughs) It's ridiculous. So now we're going to get into suspects. And all of these obviously are related to the theory that someone took Maddie. Yeah. So the first major suspect that police had was Robert Murat, which you've probably heard his name. They talked about him. I hate his last name. Terrible name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was a 34-year-old man who lived only 137 meters away from apartment 5A. And he was identified as a suspect on May 14th. So only like a week and a half later. Yep. Um, Three members of the top of seven said that they saw him standing outside of apartment 5A after Maddie's disappearance. They like to insert themselves in the investigation. And that's the whole reason that he became a suspect is Robert Murat spoke English and Portuguese. And he's creepy. Offered himself up as an interpreter. I don't like it. Yeah. They really like, they like to insert themselves. Yeah, he creepy people. Especially. He came forward. He had a daughter of his own and was like, I would just feel so terrible if my daughter went missing. I want to help daughter? out. He does. OK, um, I want to help out. Um, so obviously people were like, hey, who's that guy? <laughs> like, why yeah. is he around all the time? Um, he says that he was home the night of Maddie's disappearance and his mother backs up his story. They say they were talking in their kitchen all night. But yeah. Still weird. Mm -hmm. He also had been asking a lot of detailed questions about the case. You're like, buddy, if you're just offering yourself up to help, like, you don't need to know all this. No. No. Like, if I was helping with the case, I would want to know the details, but I would understand that I don't get to know them right now. Yep. And not only did Murat have a daughter, he's also in the middle of a divorce. Uh Uh-oh. So, like, lots of emotional things going on in his life. Yeah. So it makes sense that there was a tip about him. Jane Tanner also was like, that's the guy that I saw, which clearly it wasn't. It's not true. (laughs) It's not, Jane. (laughs) It's not. Um, But at the time, obviously, this added a lot of credibility to suspecting him. Yeah. Um, Also, if he lives there, probably a Mediterranean looking man in his 30s, like in the dark, you're not going to be able to like fully tell oh yeah he's walking away from you and honestly like the sketch that they have based on the jan jane tanner sighting isn't great but i can see how it would look like robert mira like yeah but men look a lot but yeah exactly he's i mean he's just a plain looking dude he's not super (laughs) yeah so um he was searched super heavily he was interrogated for 19 hours (laughs) no thank you (laughs) no thank you and the media was like going crazy about him. Like I bet talked about him so much, but there was like nothing else coming out about Maddie. So they're all like really latching onto this idea that it's him. Yeah. But there was absolutely no evidence about him. Like the police searched his home and all this stuff. They found nothing to connect him to Maddie. Yeah. Um, and eventually he sued the police and the media. I don't blame him. So 
if there's no evidence, then we can't say it was him. Exactly. And, like, I think he just sounds like an emotional, nosy person. I think so, too. I, I think, think if he's he does, if he has a kid, mm-hmm. he didn't do it. Like, I can see Unless why they suspected him. and has done gross things with his kid, which he hasn't. No. I think he's just emotional yeah. and, like, I think he's probably projecting. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh. And also, if he was guilty, I don't think it makes sense for someone who inserted themselves that much into the investigation yeah. for there not to be any evidence. Yeah. No. Like, you would think there would be something. Yeah. But there's not. He's not my pick. No, me neither. I don't blame him for suing whatsoever. No, no, no. no. Makes sense. If you're going to interrogate me for 19 hours and then like convince the whole world that I'm a murderer. Yeah. No. No. Like his kid has to like grow up with that. Like, yeah. Hey, everyone thinks your dad kidnapped this little girl. Like, mm, I don't think so. It sucks. I feel really bad for him. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Sorry for making fun of your last name. I mean, it's a bad... I'm sure you know this is a bad last name, but that's fine. So the next suspect, quote unquote, is actually an unidentified person who... Which is like stupid, but whatever. But they call him... Whoever took her is definitely an an unidentified person. But they call this man the Watcher, which, hey, that's already taken. Creepy. (laughs) The Watcher is taken by another case already. Um... (laughs) But it's I was unclear. thinking about that earlier today. Actually, it's a crazy case. Maybe we should yes. cover it. Um, but it's unclear if this is one person that's watching or several. Um, also, so- like that story though. Oh, anyway, oh, continue. it's all connected. <laughs> not. So a quote-unquote ugly blonde man, which that's so hard. An uggo. <laughs> An uggo <laughs> is seen around apartment 5A on April 29th, April 30th, and May 2nd. So Right before. Right before, which this is all the week that the McCanns are there. Yeah. And he, this man is seen across the road watching the apartment and like leaning on the wall outside of the apartment as well. So just kind of generally like Who's lurking this? around. The families? No. So like I think like other tourists or other people that lived in the area. I think like, I would tell the family. I don't think they thought anything of it till afterwards. Hmm. But me being yeah. paranoid, if I saw someone watching a family, I'd go to the family and be like, that creepy guy is watching you. Yeah. Like, and honestly, as far as I can tell, I'm not sure if it's clear that he was watching the family or if he was just like staking out the apartment, you know, because yeah. like most of the vacation, the family is not in the apartment. Yeah. They were playing tennis. But they're I swimming. Don't sit and stare at people's places. Yeah. I mean, like not especially not at a resort. Yeah. Like we go like driving around looking at houses, but that's not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> We're not staking them out. So this man was Caucasian in his mid thirties with short hair and he had like someone said spots. So probably like acne scars, I would think. That is horrible. I know they're really harsh to this man, but I he mean, also could be a murderer. Yeah. So no, I he's mean, no shade. It's fine. Um, they still don't know who this man is, but the day before someone else who lives in the area named Carol Tranmar saw a man come out of apartment 5A, close the gate behind him and like look around himself. So like someone had been in apartment 5A. Way to be uh, not suspicious. Yeah. Um, there had also been like a huge increase in burglaries in the area um, in like the months leading up to the disappearance. And first floor and corner apartments are the biggest targets. Thank God we live on the second floor. <laughs> I mean, we are a corner, but, but every in this entire building is a corner. <laughs> but sadly, apartment 5A was both a first floor and corner apartment. Yeah. Yeah. With people that don't lock their doors. With people that don't lock their doors. <laughs> With kids inside. Um, the week before, there was an attempted burglary in the apartment directly above apartment 5a nice so like right there do you know how much i'd be locking my doors i also yeah. already but also, do that you have to assume not all, like obviously lock your doors anyway but i'm sure that the resort was not telling people this no which is like they need to know that <laughs> yeah but i'm sure that the resort was trying to cover their butts and didn't want yeah. to say that but yeah that's sketchy yeah um so the watcher they're not sure if it was someone that was looking to kidnap someone or if they were trying, like, just casing a place out, trying to rob someone. Yeah. Um, some people think that they could have been trying to rob 5A and accidentally woken Maddie up and taken her with them as collateral. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I think I kind of have, like, a gut feeling about what happened and you haven't said it yet. I mean, I'm assuming you're going to say what I think. Mm-hmm. But, like, that could be connected to what I think. Because, like, criminals are multifaceted. <laughs> 
Yes. And are connected to different things. So in a similar vein, the next suspect is Jose De Silva. And he was an Ocean Club employee. And he was also a known thief. Ah. So like maybe he was friends with them. Great employees. Yeah. Um, he also had two partners who also worked at the Ocean Club. And all of their cell phones were active in the area from 930 to 10 that night. And they were known to prey on visitors to the Ocean Club, like for robberies. That's probably why they work there. Yeah. Um, but they claim that their cell phones being active in the area had nothing to do with Madeline. And there was no evidence of children being taken from their past burglaries. Like, yeah. they had never done that before. I don't know why they... I don't know. If you want to work somewhere and to be, like, consistently robbing people... You probably wouldn't do something that big mm-hmm. like, and, and draw also, more attention to yourself. There was no evidence that anything was taken from apartment five. Yeah. Besides Maddie. Yeah. So I don't see it as a robbery gone wrong. Yeah. Like you would think they would have at least taken something. Even uh, if sucks. even if Maddie woke up the first thing they got there, like you would take something on your way out. Yeah. Um, it sucks that whoever took her did not let her keep her stuffed animal. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just like, no, it does. If you're going to take a kid. I feel like that's not how you take a kid like quietly by yeah. literally leaving their loved things. I'm it's sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I mean, it's true. Yeah. They suck for not, they're they already heartless, but reasons. they're even more yeah. heartless. So there was no evidence against Jose De Silva and his partners either. And the charges against them are dropped. Well, no, JK, they were never charged. Okay. <laughs> but they're dropped as suspects. Yeah. I don't think they did it. I don't think they did I it think either. if I'm, I'm sure they want to be able to keep robbing people that come visit there so they're not gonna do something that big yeah here we go here's the deep dive (sighs) the next theory is that the mccann's were involved tom harlock loves he does loves the series if you're very anti like the mccann's were involved then don't watch that video because it'll make you sad because he's very anti mccann's which is fine and it's funny (laughs) yeah so Obviously, the McCanns acted a little bit strange. They took her. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's what she like, said. Wait, they took her where? <laughs> no. That's what she said. Yeah. That's that's strange, number one. That's not what I'd say. Um but sorry, that was off. No, you're good. They also like acted kind of weird in some of the interviews, which I like I hate saying yeah. it because I know like shock makes people act weird, but they do act kind of weird. Yeah. And like, I don't know. There's like several interviews where they're just like thanking people for community support and stuff and like that's the only thing they're talking about i'm like i'm glad that you're being supported but like why aren't you asking more questions about maddie yeah i don't know i never know how to judge people's i know and i don't want to yeah i'll just say there's a lot of evidence against them i feel like like a lot of not evidence a lot of things that stack up against them to make them look really guilty yes so um i don't know there's a few things that are super suspicious especially about kate to me um so first of all this is like a small thing but she washed cuddle cat which i think is weird why would you do that i don't know um I, I think that like you would want like something like the smell of your child is on, like that's your wash. child's baby. I still have my baby blankets and stuff mm-hmm. and because they're comforting me, mm-hmm. whatever. But I don't really wash them a ton. No, like I wash them when I feel like when I travel and they feel gross or like it's been a while. But like I don't know, they have a feel. To th- also, yeah, if it's your kid's smell on it, yeah, like babies have a smell. Yeah, and I, moms love baby smell. <laughs> So it's like, it's not a crime. It's just kind of weird. I would not wash this. Such animals are hard to wash. I know. So there's that. Does then, she regularly wash her child's stuffed animal? I don't know. Did she do it at the resort? I actually don't know okay. when she washed it. Okay. I just found stuff that said she washed Still it. Still weird. Um, so Kate was interviewed by the police and she was asked 49 questions and she refused to answer 48 what what was the one she answered um, what's your name <laughs> I, I actually don't remember the one that she actually the one that she answered i don't remember what it was but it was something very minuscule and i was like, like okay what is your name it wasn't her name what's your but relationship like, to this child? <laughs> um she refused to cooperate because she felt like she was being treated like a suspect which okay yeah sure she was but also like you should still cooperate 
it's your child more guilty not and also you should want to do anything you can to find your child absolutely if my child went missing and they thought i might be a suspect i might as well just answer their freaking questions to put their minds at ease that it wasn't me i'd be like yeah you can know everything i know because if that's gonna help you find my kid find my kid so I'm going to read you just a couple of the oh, questions gonna make me mad. that she refused to answer. Why did you go and warn your friends instead of shouting from the veranda? I have that question. <laughs> yeah, why? Who took place in the searches? Why can't you answer that one? Why can't you answer who, who took place in the searches? Yeah, you. a lot of random people. That's what my answer would be. Um, did any neighbor offer you help during the searches? Where did you search for Maddie? These are not hard questions. No. Like the first couple, like some of them I'd be like, I was panicked. Like I didn't know what to do in that yeah. moment. Like that would be my answer. And it's like, they're, those there are, are valid. valid answers. Yeah. Um, Like saying, I don't know is an answer. Yeah. Like, did your neighbors help you? I wasn't paying attention to that. I don't know. Yeah. Like that's a valid answer. And also like the neighbor one, I'm like, that would help you point to a possible suspect. Yeah. Like if you were like, oh yeah, this person helped me out a lot. They could be like, oh, that's kind of sus. Like, yeah. But anyway. Um, she also didn't answer did maddie suffer from any illness or take any medication that's not hard i'd answer that which also like i understand the answer's probably no for the most part yeah first of all it's probably no for the most part which is an easy answer but also it could also be helpful for information for if they find her i was about to say and people like, have seen her like a man with a kid her. like someone with a kid that's has asthma and is having trouble breathing and doesn't have an inhaler oh maybe that's something suspicious yeah or like they find her and they rush her to the hospital. Yeah. They need to know if like, I mean, that's yeah. a valid question. And yeah. I know that she was assuming they were suspecting things, which we'll get into, but like, it's valid. Just it's like if someone is dating someone and they die, their partner is automatically one of the top suspects. Like you just, that's just how your like detectives brains work and you just have to go with it. Yeah. And the last question that I have written down that she refused to answer was, are the twins difficult to get to sleep? Which like, that's not a hard question that has nothing to do with Maddie. Like, it does answer it. Like, it does have... For it's a yes or no question. Yeah. So, in contrast, Jerry answered all of the questions. <laughs> so, like, I don't... She's really defensive. Yeah. Um, Suck up your so, pride, your kid's missing lady. Come on, just answer a question. It's ridiculous. So, all of this is already weird. It's already, like, kind of strange. But they really came under suspicion when three months after the disappearance cadaver dogs are brought into apartment this 5a is the most damning thing that i've seen about this watching this it was on the netflix one mm-hmm. right this is the craziest thing i will admit when i watched that i thought that it was very damning yeah i've kind of changed my mind okay and i'll tell you why um so the length of time between the disappearance and the search is not an issue according to the dog handler which cool. okay but well yeah i would hope more than one dead body would not have been in an apartment but if three months isn't a big deal mm-hmm. who's to say that whatever the dogs pick up on couldn't have been there from before yeah i know that it's not yeah. a huge chance but there is a chance it's a rented apartment yeah but has there been any other crimes that have circulated around that specific unit that would prompt a dead body to be there no so as much as i can see but also yeah. you have no idea so yeah. like you would hope that if someone was murdered in there yeah somebody would figure that out at some point the dogs first of all one of them is a cadaver dog his name is eddie yeah and the other one is a blood dog named keila and both dogs alerted to the scent of blood and death behind the couch in the living room mm-hmm. which is the main spot that people talk about and the cadaver dog also alerts near the wardrobe and the master bedroom mm-hmm. so there's that they also took the dogs out into a parking lot or a parking garage with the, the car. McCann's car. Yeah. Now, the McCann's car had been rented three weeks after Maddie disappeared. Yeah. Why would it be in there? So the cadaver also, dog. I don't know. The thought of somebody else, the dead body could have had the car. But also who else would have a dead body I know. in their car? It's so infuriating. So the cadaver dog alerts to the lower part of the driver's door. And then the blood dog alerts to the trunk, which the blood dog doesn't totally get me as much as the cadaver dog because I'm like, humans can bleed for other reasons. Yeah. (laughs) But was she bleeding a lot? Like what is, is there a theory as to what the parents did? Yes. Yes. I will get to that. 
So, um, once again, there's no evidence that this is from Madeline. It was also a rented car rented long after this appearance. You can have blood in. Um, Jerry was, when he, he was questioned, said that they had carried meat from the supermarket in the car, but the dog's handler is like, no, they know the difference, which like, yeah, the dog would know the difference between like beef or whatever oh, yeah. and like a human body. Um, yeah. but that was Jerry's excuse. That was a lame excuse. It's Jerry. a lame excuse, but so here's a couple theories about the McCann's. So the first one is that Kate and Jerry are doctors and people are theorized that they sedated the children to get them to sleep. I think this is the I've theory that, that I've heard the most one. widely. Yeah. Um, and, and the theory was that they like accidentally overdosed her. Yeah. So why would there be blood in the car? Yes. So that's definitely weird. Like, yeah. And also the blood part, if there is a cadaver scent mm-hmm. behind the couch. Yeah. But then blood in the trunk. Yeah. Where did she die? That's the part that gets me is yeah. it's not the cadaver dog didn't alert to the trunk. Yeah. Only the blood dog did. Yeah. And so I don't understand in that. Where was she? Like, she wouldn't be bleeding if they overdosed her. Yeah. I would assume, unless she, like, knows bleed or something. Weird. I, don't, I know. don't know. So that part is just very weird to me and doesn't match up. There is a theory that could go along with the blood that I'll get to in a minute. So back to the overdosing thing. The twins stayed asleep throughout, like, the whole thing. Like, while people were in and out of that room. That's weird. That's really weird. <laughs> Did they test the babies for any drugs? No. Okay. I Which, mean, you like, can't really yeah. without the parents' permission. Yeah. And, and also, I'm warrant. sure at that point, they weren't suspecting the parents. Like, yeah. But Madeline's father has said that Kate would give the children Calpol to sleep, which I don't know anything about Calpol. I don't know what that is. I'm assuming it's just something kind of like NyQuil. Like, it's something yeah. to get your kids to sleep. That's not, like, yeah. to give your kids something to sleep every once in a while like i'm sure that's not if i were to give my kid anything to sleep it would be like melatonin or something like a gummy or something yeah if i don't even know if that's safe i don't i don't i'm not another doctor so i guess (laughs) they would know um i don't think that the idea that they regularly slipped them sleeping pills matches up with maddie saying that they woke up the night before yeah no like to me that doesn't say they were drugged every single night yeah however if they were being difficult one night yes if they were being difficult one night, it would make sense that, oh, they woke up last night. Let's just give them some sleep medicine, tonight. get them to sleep tonight. Yeah. So, mm. eh, kind of. Yeah. Some people think that they purposely killed Maddie. I do not believe I this. I don't think they purposely did it. Um, Especially because... If they did it, I don't think it was on purpose. No. The McCanns went through like several rounds of IVF to get Maddie. Yeah, no. So I do not believe that they purposely killed And she's been cared for girl. for so long. Exactly. And she has, and her siblings are fine. Yes. Like, I don't think. So I, and also some people are like, they were having too much trouble with her. Like toddlers are hard, but like they had twins, which first of all is already harder. Yeah. And the twins were also about to be toddlers. So like. Yeah, they basically had three toddlers. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, why would you struggling with the oldest one she's probably being sorry she's probably around the age where she's starting to be kind of helpful exactly with younger siblings so another theory that's kind of related to this one states that madeline woke up and had been drugged or given something to sleep and she climbed up onto the couch like maybe to peek out the window mm-hmm. and fell behind it because she was dizzy um. and Jerry then supposedly came in and found her and panicked because she was dead or was like hurt and hid her body and came back for it three weeks later to dispose of. That seems stupid. Which, where would he hide the body? They would have found her. That's the thing that gets me the most about this theory is where would they hide her body for three weeks? Yeah, no. I disagree. Also, I don't care how good of an actor you are. He would not have been able to walk back and have a normal time that night exactly unless he's a psychopath or a sociopath or whatever Mm -hmm. and he's not yeah so another thing that goes along with the theory was you remember the testimony of martin smith who Mm -hmm. saw someone walking with a little girl and he said that the way that he carried the little girl was weird there was footage of the mccann's coming off like a plane once and jerry's carrying one of the twins and He's carrying the twin kind of awkwardly. And Martin Smith is like, that's, that's exactly how the guy was carrying the baby or the girl. Unfortunate. Um, 
However, there is no way that the man he saw was Jerry. Because he was accounted for with his friends. By the time that Martin Smith had this sighting, Kate had already found out that Madeline yeah. was missing. Like, Jerry is running like, around looking for his child. Yeah. There is, like, there are witnesses to that. Yeah. So there's no way that it was Jerry. Yeah. Also, people can carry a kid in a similar yeah. way. Like, which, it's a dumb thing, but I'm, sh- yeah. like, I'm sure it made sense to him. But- oh, yeah. I mean, if you've never seen someone really carry a kid like that, and you're like, that is weird. And then see, like, the dad of the same yeah. kid doing it. Oh, yeah. I would think it's weird. So, other than the dogs, there is no evidence that connects her death to the apartment or her DNA to the McCann's car. So, like, there's no... They should have brought in extra dogs. They probably don't have extra dogs in that area. And also, well, because the dogs that they brought in were not from Portugal. I think they're from England or something. I think I remember that, Um, But as much as it's very interesting, there's really no weight to cadaver dogs. Yeah. Like... Trained it's suspicious and stuff but there's no way to know yeah that this rented car and this rented apartment yeah that like the things the dogs picked up on were from maddie's disappearance yeah the mom just has weird reaction why did she say they took her why did she say that it's so frustrating did they ever ask her about that like why did you say that i think so but i i can't say she probably didn't she probably didn't answer if they did (laughs) But yeah, when it comes down to it, I do think that the McCants acted super weird. Yeah. But I'm not totally convinced that they were involved yeah. just because of the timeline of oh, the three yeah. weeks. And I don't know. I'm sure you have, you have another theory at least, right? It's I do. not related to them. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I think happened. Cool. But I think, I mean, they're responsible for not locking the door. Oh yeah. They were definitely negligent. Yeah. Like, like at the very least they're I feel negligent bad for them, and i feel bad for them but i don't think they if they did it was on it was on accident mm. but i don't think yeah like where would they have hidden her where no, would they have i don't her? believe that they did it no um so the portuguese case was closed on july 21st in 2008 which is like a really short amount of time to close a case yeah especially when you don't know what happened um but yeah that's like a year um but because of this, there was no new evidence, and the suspect list was also closed. So the McCanns and Robert Murat and all these other people are no longer considered mm-hmm. suspects by the Portuguese police. Um, the McCanns had hired a PI, but they didn't find anything else, and they begged British government to open the investigation. But they definitely didn't want the Portuguese police involved, which yeah, like, no. okay, fine. But also it happened in Portugal, so they should be involved. Yeah. Um, In 2011, Kate McCann put out a book on the case asking other parents to call British politicians to, like, reopen the case. And the prime minister opened an independent investigation with Scotland Yard. Okay. And, like, they poured so much money into that. Well, that's good. (laughs) And that's another thing that makes me believe that the McCanns didn't do it. Yeah, why would you pay money to that? Why would you beg them to reopen a case that they closed? Yeah, if if you did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like, think yeah. they did it. Um, Tom Harlock is just very convincing person. Well, it's also definitely sus that um, I thought I wrote this down, but I guess I maybe took it out. They like opened this business called like Madeline's Fund. Oh, yeah. I've heard. And yeah. like it was supposed to go towards like helping find her. But I don't know. It was like sus. Yeah. I think they're just very weird people. Yeah. Her so, doctors, they're weird. It's very weird. I don't know. So we're going to move on. Yeah. And we're going to move on to 10 years later. Funding is super scaled back. It seems like Maddie's case is never going to be solved. Yeah. But then in June of 2020. Yeah. Last year, there was a break in the case. People got really bored during quarantine. They're like, <laughs> we're solving this. And the people that decided they were going to quote unquote solve this yeah. are in Germany. Good for them. Fully not. That's like us trying to figure this out. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We're solving it right now. So German law enforcement officials announced that they have a suspect in custody for the murder of Madeline McCann. Yeah. And they aren't considering it a missing persons case. They have fully labeled it a homicide. Mm. Um, Up until this case, there's no evidence of murder, but they believe that it is murder, which I get. There's no evidence that she's alive. Right. So... So, they identify 43-year-old Christian B. as a suspect. Now, I found his last name, but apparently there might be something weird with, like, German privacy laws. Okay. So, as much as I believe that this 
dude does not deserve his privacy. I'm not going to say his last name. We don't want to get in legal trouble. Yeah, with the German police. (laughs) No. But um, yeah, he doesn't deserve his privacy or anything, but that's fine. Um, So Christian B is a sex offender who's currently serving seven years in prison for a 2005 sexual assault on an elderly American tourist in Pride Luge. Yeah. In 2005. But she was elderly. Very different victimology. We'll get to that. Yeah, I hate it. So he also had a history of theft, drug trafficking, and sex abuse of at least two young girls. And he had been caught and jailed for like at least 17 different crimes. Like he'd been in jail 17 times at least. That's a lot of time. And he was often in Portugal around the time of Madeline's disappearance. And we'll get a little more into that timeline. Yeah, I think I've... I read about this a lot. So So the way that he kind of came up as a suspect was he was at a bar in Germany in 2017 when a news story about Maddie came up on the television because it was like the 10 year anniversary. And he's sitting at the bar with this guy and he's like, oh, yeah, I know what happened to her. I snatched her after stalking her. He was like, yeah, I stalked the family for four days and then I took her. If men have anything, it's the audacity. <laughs> Seriously. Why would you say that? I don't understand. You're, like, dude, you've gone away with it. Yeah. Like, you're an idiot. Like, unless you I'm really sure want to get hammered, but yeah. But um, keep your mouth shut, man. Like, <laughs> don't because we need to know. But yeah. like, it's also at this point idiots. that he's connected to the assault of the elderly woman because yeah. he... Poor elderly woman. Also, like, admits this. There's, like, a whole big thing that happens with that. Yeah. Um, in terms of the elderly woman, it's important to, like, note that not all child predators are pedophiles. Yeah. A lot of them prey on people that are vulnerable. Oh, yeah. And so they think that that's what this guy is, is that he's really oh, just yeah. preying on people that are vulnerable. Yeah. Um. Which young children and elderly people, and especially tourists, Mm -hmm. all of those are vulnerable little subsets of people. So, connecting him to Maddie. In 2007, he was in Portugal and lived half a mile away from the Ocean Club. He drove a yellow and white Volkswagen camper van that he was seen driving around Praia de Luz in the days before Maddie's disappearance. Um, Also, I said he was lived half a mile away i think he lived two miles away but was also seen like okay in like the half mile around it okay um and he lived in this like super sketchy cabin and police have evidence that places him at the scene between 9 and 10 p.m oh god his cell phone was active in the area of the hotel at this time and he fled the area after maddie disappeared Mm -hmm. like he had been in pride alluge to avoid german police and then left yeah after maddie's disappearance in the spring of 2007 he had rented this plot a few miles from the ocean club which had this little sketchy cabin on it and it had like this concrete basement Ew. and there was a neighbor that left town that like lived nearby had like talked to the police after this guy came out as a suspect Mm -hmm. and this neighbor said that he left town in july and when he came back the shack was gone that's so creepy yeah and christian was gone too but like like did he just like bulldoze the shack to the ground (laughs) no use for it like that's sketchy yeah i mean this guy has been in prison what did you say 17 times yeah so christian has not been formally charged because investigators still don't know if they have enough to charge him yeah but they are very confident yeah that they have enough like soon they believe that they have the right man and i think they're just kind of gathering what they need yeah to charge him um he has not been questioned but apparently in germany like can they use his testimony of telling that guy no like but they have that guy's testimony of him i think that maybe they don't usually question them until they're charged okay in germany or something it's very strange so yeah Um, But further investigation into this man brought his name up and lots of other disappearances of young children. Yeah. Um, And it's a weird pattern. Yeah. So these several disappearances span from June of 1996 to May of 2015. It's like 20 years. Um, They all happen in summer months. Yeah. So like from like May to August. That's when the most tourists are. Yep. And they happen in Germany, Portugal, and Belgium. 
and they all involve children of all different ages, but I don't know. I think... I don't think he has a preference. I don't think he has a preference. I think he just... Vulnerable is what yep. he said. I think that's it. So that's it. The, that's all there is on this Christian guy, but I don't know. I'm pretty convinced it's him. Do you think he's murdering them or do you think he's trafficking them? Murdering. Okay. Um, I do believe at least one of the victims that he's been connected to, their body was found. Okay. Um, and I think that a lot of people believe that like maybe he buried her in the shack or something yeah. and like that's why it was bulldozed or something. Had a lot of people, yeah. a lot of poor children in there. So yeah. that's what I believe. Yeah. I'm not sure. There's just so many weird things about this case. Yeah. I, I yeah. think he did it. Which is just I crazy. thought, I mean, before him, I probably would have said trafficking of some sort. Mm-hmm. That was my, yeah. Before he happened, I think that's what I thought. Yeah. I thought the family was, su- was sus, but that trafficking was probably it. Mm-hmm. But this guy which, was involved yeah. in some trafficking. Yeah, which but. totally also, like, I could see the, like, watcher being connected to that or, like. Yeah. There's other things that I believe could be it. Yeah. Or even this guy could be the watcher. Yeah, like, we don't know. We don't know. He said he stalked him. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. But. Yeah. I want this case to be solved so bad. It probably is. Yeah. This guy is such an idiot for just getting drunk and talking about it. Ser- I mean, I'm glad you did. I mean, thank same. goodness. Just stupid. As long as it's a real confession. Yeah. That's such a, it's like such a big gap in when it was like a big story to when he said that. Mm-hmm. That. I don't think he would have had those details of like, I stalked them and I took, like, I don't think a drunk guy would remember those details of the case Yeah. in that moment to say that. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but mm-hmm. yeah. Well, anyways, there's no good way to sum this up because it's such a it bummer. Sucks. It is not, no bueno. No <laughs> bueno. Good. I really wish I had a palate cleanser, like all ready to go. Don't know how to end this. Not on a down note. <laughs> it's going to be a downer. <laughs> I'm going to have to start coming up with a good palate cleanser for every episode because I'm going to be doing a lot of I mean, same unsolved things. Yeah. And I mean, everything's going to be a downer. Yeah. But because that's what this is about. Something sick yeah. <laughs> is an awful. Um, here's a palate cleanser. We considered calling our listeners sickos, but quickly took that one off the table. <laughs> we decided that should be reserved for the gross people that do bad things. Yeah. For now, you guys are called everyone. Everyone. <laughs> hey, everyone. But if you everyone's ha- our fan, if you because have an, everyone loves a fan name, let us know. You can follow us on Instagram at Something Sick Podcast or Twitter at a sick podcast or you can email us something fun or a recommendation at something sick podcast at gmail.com all right and we will see you guys next time this has been something sick <laughs>